Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, I'm Kyle Todd, and uh, Michelle is not here today, uh, so you're, you're forced to just listen to me. Uh, but the good news is we've got a, a great guest joining us. Um, get to that in just a minute. Um, first off, uh, thank you to everyone that made it out to our annual meeting this past Wednesday evening. It was a, a great turnout. We were lucky enough to have the... Um, the council member uh, of Ward 5, Council Member Kenyon McDuffie, and uh, Mayor Muriel Bowser joined us. Um, lots of nice things were said about everybody. Um, and and the purpose of the annual meeting uh, is, is to talk about the successes of our organization as well as thanking all of our volunteers. So I want to take this opportunity to say publicly to all of our volunteers that may be listening and uh, and all of the community members that are listening. We we can't do this without you, and it is um, a measure of of the value of our community that that you just really roll up your sleeves and, and dig in and, and help us make this work, this very rewarding work, so successful. Um, and here's an example of the success. So in this last year, we added 11 new businesses to the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street, and those 11 new businesses brought 35 new jobs to the corridor. Um, so most of those jobs we need to add, um, were hired from, from the local neighborhood. So, um, so the main street program is not only helping to, to bring in the type of retail that you, the community members have asked for, but it's also helping to provide jobs for community members right here in our, in our neighborhood. So thank you to everyone that's been involved in the last year. And of course, thank you to our sponsors, uh, particularly our sponsors for this radio show, the Department of Small and Local Business Development, the Department of Housing and Community Development, and the Local Initiative Support Corporation. Um, it is their grant money that allows us to continue to do this work. So um, big thank you to them. So um, let's get right to our guest this morning. Uh, we are joined this morning by Sherelle Martin. Um, Sherelle is the managing member, uh, founder and managing member and chief financial solutions officer for Nitrum Financial. Good morning, Sherelle. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. So um, Sherelle was on the show earlier, and um, Sherelle, we ask you to come back on a regular basis and, and talk about some financial and uh money matters for small businesses. Uh, and so here you are. And um, we're going to talk about some of the quarterly things that, that businesses need to be thinking about uh, to manage their money. So why don't you, why don't you get us started? Let's, what, what happens on a quarterly basis that businesses need to be paying attention to? Well, first, I like to say that um, on a quarterly basis, a lot of the things that business owners need to do and think about on a quarterly basis, some of them they need to think about also every month. They should be doing every month. But what I typically tell people is that 
if you get so busy in the business and you don't feel like you can hire someone at that point in time, you minimally should be doing it on a quarterly basis. So things like looking at your financial statements, making sure that your accounting and your books are all caught up and up to date, and actually looking at your um, full set of, of financial statements. A lot of business owners want to only look at the profit and loss. They only want to know, you know, how much money did I make and what, how much money did I spend? But they never really look at the balance sheet, which shows their financial position. They don't look at their cash flow statement to see really how much cash is moving through the business and where it's going. Um, they kind of just look at the, you know, the expenses as a whole. So I say, you know, definitely look at your financial statements. Um, all of them, all three, those are kind of the three main ones that, um, that most banks or funding institutions or anyone who cares about seeing how your business is performing. Those are the core statements that they need to look at. That's the profit and loss, the balance statement, the balance sheet sheet and and the statement of cash flows. So, um, let's back up for just a minute on the, on the balance sheet. Um, you said that was a, a, a statement of your financial position. Um, what are some of the components of that? When you know you mentioned uh, that banks would want to see something like that mm-hmm. if you're looking for a loan or something. What what are the basic components for 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 listeners that that maybe aren't familiar with running this report because they've just been running the, the profit and loss? What what is specifically on that balance sheet that is going to be of interest to? To the lenders. To the banks and the lenders. So one of the things, you know, obviously it shows, so statement of financial position is kind of your position of where your business is at that point in time. So it shows whatever date is at the top of it. It's as of that day, if you close the doors, where would your business be? So it shows you obviously your cash balance, assuming that everything is recorded. And and we're going to assume that everything is recorded and up to date. (laughs) So it's going to show you what your cash balance is, but it's also going to show you your accounts receivable in total. You know, how much money is owed to you and your accounts payable? How much money do you owe out? You'll supplement it with like aging details so that you can see who makes up those monies and who makes up those vendors, those payables. Um, But it, but that's going to give you kind of the total at a quick glance how much money is owed to you and how much money you owe other people. So it'll also show you if you own any assets, you'll have the balance of, you know, the cost of what your assets are minus any depreciation. So it's there to tell you it, it's designed to say if the doors close today and we had to sell off all the assets and we actually collected all the receivables and and then we had to go out and pay all these bills can we really do it do we do we have enough here to say that yes if we close the doors today, we can collect all this money and sell these assets and be able to meet our obligations um, and still come out on top, hopefully come out on top. And so that's what it is. But a lot of business owners, they don't want to look at it because they don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. So they, they're like, I don't want to look at that. I don't, I don't care about that statement, but, <laughs> but it's, it's a core statement. It, it's and when you give your statements to um, a banker or anyone, that's the first statement. They look, they look at that sometimes first. Mm-hmm. Before they even look at your profit and loss. Gotcha. Yeah. And the and the cash flow statement. You can break that down a little bit more. Why is that important? What is, what is on that that's important? <clears throat> Excuse me. So the cash flow statement shows you how 
much cash has moved through the business and where it has. So typically it's broken out into three different sections. So there's cash that you've um, moved through the business based on operations. So how much money came in versus how much money went out. And then ideally it should be positive. And then there's the second section, which is investing. So how much cash moved through the business based off of investments. And then the third section is financing. So how much money came through the business from financing so loans lenders money even including money that the owner has put into the company mm. and when you look at that cash flow statement you it really shows you where the money is really coming from so you know someone is like thinking looking at the profit and loss that they made x amount of money and spent x amount of money and when you look at the statement of cash flow it may come out that oh well most of the money that came through the business came through financing money that came from outside sources that wasn't a sale. So it, even though it looks on the profit and loss like you made all this money and you're thinking in your mind, I mean, I made money, but when you look at the cash, it's like you made money, yes, but a lot of the cash that came in didn't come from sales. It came right. from you putting money into the business or you loaning, getting loans to put money into the business. So it, it forces the business owner to kind of think about, one, are they going to be able to pay that money back? And two, how to beef up that that top line number right right so it, it's a, a true measure of the health of the business because it really is yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it seems like uh what you're saying is that you you need to to run those reports not only to you know provide them to whoever you need to provide them to banks or lenders but to to really analyze them to look and assess the health of your business. Yes, and and I say that all the time. You know, you have to monitor your metrics. You have to look at the numbers to really understand how the business is performing. You can't just go by how much I sold because it doesn't really give you a true picture of mm-hmm. what your what your business is really doing. And that is true across business uh, types. Like it just as true for a restaurant as it would be for a hardware store as it would be for a nonprofit organization. Yes, I, uh, a nonprofit I don't believe has a ca- they don't I don't know if that they necessarily produce a cash flow statement. Yes, we do. Um, oh, well, there you <laughs> I don't specialize in nonprofits. Um, but for across any industry, whether they're a restaurant, whether they are, um, you know, accounting firm, whether they're a law firm, whether they're a retail store, um, they definitely need to have all all of the core statements um, to make sure that they and they need to look at them and, and not just, you know, look at them, look at the top line, look at the bottom line, but try to understand. And hopefully they have someone in their corner who can help explain the things that are going on on it, looking at trends because they should really be comparing it, not just looking at it for this quarter, but comparing it to You know, we're at the end of the first quarter, so comparing it to where we were at the end of the last year, comparing it to what the budget or projections are for the full year, see if we're kind of on track, you know, comparing it to previous quarters of previous years to see how your is the business growing year over year over year. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, looking at it and glossing over it, but kind of making sure that they have someone who can kind of go through the numbers with them and make sure that they make sense. Right, right. And, and. So many of these reports are available basically at the touch of a button if you use, you know, a, an, an accounting an software. software yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you cannot make these in Excel. I mean, I mean, you could. I mean, it take why? a lot of skill and a lot, a lot of work and a lot of hours. But yeah. yes, at the most of the accounting softwares, if not all of them, have they definitely have the balance sheet and the profit and loss. Some of them don't do cash flow statements. Um, but yes, they're available at the push of a button. 
just have to put the transactions in. Yeah. Okay. So you, you get, you, you take a look at your finances, you, you see where you are from a financial standpoint. Um, but there's also uh, responsibilities uh, at, at quarterly intervals mm-hmm. for, for most businesses in the form of tax payments, mm-hmm. uh, unemployment tax payments. Uh, let's talk about that. So from the from an income tax perspective, they're going to take those financials and they're going to give them to their tax accountant. And that person is going to drop those numbers into um, a software. Their ta- typically, their tax software, because it'll have all the other stuff that relates to their taxes, any deductions they are carrying forward, et cetera. So they'll drop those numbers in to determine if they need to make estimated payments and how much they need to make. Because as a business owner, you should be making payments on a quarterly basis to help pay your taxes at the end of the year. So come next April, you're not left with this look on your face like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, you know, making sure that you run those reports and once you've gotten them cleared with, and this person may or may not be the same person, but if they're clear with your accountant or bookkeeper, whoever you use, um, then you make sure, and you know, you're good with the numbers, then you give them to the tax professional and then they'll go through and make and calculate what your tax payments are going to be and actually pay them. Don't just, (laughs) you know, say, okay, and then figure out that you, you're not you know you're gonna put it off and put it off and put it off i mean you could pay it later in the year but why why put yourself in that cash flow situation later if you have it money now just pay it now Mm -hmm. and then it's done and it's over with from a payroll perspective they should be filing their quarterly payroll returns and um if paying the taxes that are due with those unless they've had unless they're required to pay them um more frequently, and that depends on the size of their payroll. Right. So larger payrolls have to pay the taxes kind of as you go. Mm-hmm. But smaller companies, you know, if your payroll isn't so large, then you can pay it at the end of every quarter. So they'll have to pay it when they file the return. And so that is probably the biggest place where people get in trouble is they they either they file the returns and they don't have the money to pay the taxes. Um, and we we tell clients, you know, as you go along, the year or the quarter, put that money aside into a separate account. And if you need to put it at a separate bank, put it at a separate bank that mm-hmm. you don't have access to via credit cards. And <laughs> uh, um, transfers <laughs> or whatever. Right. So put it somewhere, you know, in a bank and let it accumulate there. And at the end of the quarter, you'll have the money to pay it. But, um, ideally, I say go to a payroll company where they take it all at one time so you right. don't see it. Right. But some people, you know, some business owners don't. They want to try to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of softwares that are given that capability. But at the end, they're left in a situation where they're like, well, I thought they took the taxes or I don't have the money now because, you know, some emergency came up and I had to spend it. And I'm like, well, that's kind of an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> payroll taxes are probably the worst payroll taxes yeah, to get in trouble with. They don't mess around. They do not mess around because it's not really, if you think about it, most of it is not really your money as a business owner. It's money for your employees right. to make sure that their tax situation is straight. So they, they charge hefty, hefty penalties and, and interest mm. for not paying payroll taxes. Yeah, it seems seems like the best bet for, for that whole payroll situation is to work with a reputable payroll company yes. that just takes care of that for you. Yes, preferably one that will impound the taxes at the same time as the payroll. Yeah. Um, but there are some that give you the option to do it, you know, later in the month or do it on the next month. Mm. You know, we'll take the money now for the net checks and then they'll take the taxes 
on the due date of the next month. And, but but I always tell people, if you could do it all at once, do it all at once. Out of sight, out of mind. It's mm-hmm. done. It's paid. And you're not left trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all of this, you know, particularly the quarterly taxes, uh, then feeds back into the annual mm-hmm. taxes. Yep. And um for clarification, if if your business is paying on a quarterly or you know monthly basis, depending on the size of your business, um, do you still have to do the end of the year tax tax returns? Yes, you can't get out of those, unfortunately. <laughs> Just um, clarify. <laughs> yes, you still have to do everything at the end of the year, and most of the reports at the end of the year are kind of like summary reconciliations. You know, from a payroll perspective, you file that fourth quarter, and then most of them have the states anyway have what they call an annual reconciliation. So it kind of goes through and makes sure that everything that you filed and paid throughout the year kind of adds up to the total. And that you didn't miss anything, so mm-hmm. it's kind of it's a good check. The the IRS doesn't have one; they kind of whatever you put on that quarter is it. So you don't have they don't have an annual reconciliation for that. But um, for income taxes, you still have to file your tax return at the end of the year. Those estimated payments that you made along the way just help you come when you, so that you don't you're not paying such a hefty amount at the end of the year because you know i would rather at the end of in april they say well you got to pay two thousand dollars or three thousand dollars instead of ten thousand dollars because i didn't make the payments all during the year mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. i would rather hear that story oh, of course <laughs> yeah definitely so so pay that's why i say pay them on the quarters as you go and they it's kind of like just giving credit you know, some people are like, well, I don't want them to earn interest on my money. I'm like, okay, well, would you rather pay more money at the end because you didn't have it and then you got to pay them interest or would you rather them just. Yeah, because any interest that they think that they're going to get with that money sitting in the bank isn't going to happen. Yeah, most, not, exactly. Because most not people enough to make it worth it. Aren't putting, it's not sitting somewhere that's really earning them a whole lot of interest. So you're right. It's not even worth you keeping it. And most of the time you end up spending it mm-hmm. where it doesn't, and then you're left again. <laughs> Well, and and here, this is a totally self-serving comment that I'm about to make here. <laughs> but whenever people talk about, you know, well, I don't want the government to make interest off my money. I say, well, you know what? That interest that they may or may not be making off that money is going to help for programs like ours that then turn around and provide you with services as a business That is owner. true. That is true. So come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, some some basic um Book reconciliation and reports uh, analysis, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that you have your quarterly legal obligations taken care of. What else should should business owners be looking at on a quarterly basis? I I, typically I'm a big fan of having a budget. So I tell, you know, business owners, if you don't have a budget, you should have a budget because what you when you plan how you're going to grow your business or even if you're just kind of trying to maintain, if you plan it and write it out and put it out, then you can better know, you know, you can see how you're going to do. You're more likely to reach that goal than you are to not. Um, So I typically on the quarters, I say you need to look at the how you're doing compared to what you projected and kind of forecast forward if you're really going to still be able to hit your goal if things changed um especially early on in the year 
So I say typically on the quarters, once you get around Q3, third quarter, so we're talking August, September, October, you may want to start looking at it monthly because then, you know, you're really trying to make sure you hit the mark. Mm -hmm. But looking at how you did, actually did compared to what you plan and then making those adjustments, you know, maybe that big contract you planned for isn't going to happen this quarter or even this year. So you need to make sure you make the adjustment on the income side so that you can make the adjustments on the expenses side. You want to, you don't want to keep paying for things based that were based off of income. That's not even going to come in the door. Right. Is your, is your payroll just skyrocketed unexpectedly? Right. And that's another thing you're looking at um, ratios or trends and how you're performing to see if, if where the changes are, maybe the employees aren't performing as well as they should be, and it seems like they're taking longer to get things done and quicker, or maybe you just had an influx, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't know. You know, that's a part of looking at the financials is kind of digging into the meat of it and looking at different ratios, different trends, different metrics, because every business has certain um, metrics that they look at that's specific you know, they have some that they look at that's overarching. So every business should look at, you know, your receivable turnover, your payables turnover, your inventory turnover, if you have inventory, um, productivity. But then there are some metrics that you may look at that are only specific to your industry or only specific to um, your sales, you know, sales metrics around how how many customers are coming in the door, what you're doing, to, you know, what's your RI and what you're doing to get them in the door, mm-hmm. making sure that everything's kind of in line. So looking at the metrics from that perspective and digging in deep into the financials to make sure, you know, things are going the way that they're supposed to be going. So I'm guessing that um, out of all the people that listen to this, um, everybody's doing everything perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there may be one or two, Folks that say, oh, I, you know, I didn't know that I should be doing this. Um, and and maybe they got some, some questions uh, or need some help mm-hmm. setting this up. Um, it, it seems like it would be helpful to them to have a guiding hand to, to kind of help them talk it through and make sure they're they're putting pushing the right buttons on QuickBooks <laughs> or whatever online software, financial software they're using. Um and I know that's something that that your company offers. Yep. So um, if they want to get in touch with you to talk to talk to you about something like this, mm-hmm. uh, how do they reach you? They can definitely reach me. Um, probably easiest to get me through email. They can email me at info at nitrumfinancial.com. That's N-I-T-R-A-M financial.com. Yep, that's it. Um, or they can reach out to me on LinkedIn or on Twitter. I'm, I'm on their Probably more frequently than I should be, but I'm one there. Um, they could definitely reach out to me there and get me that and way. Either. What's your Twitter handle? It's at Nitrum Financial. At Nitrum Financial. All right. Um, so, you know, we talked about this being a quarterly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so how do you feel about getting some some questions from folks over over the course of the next quarter? We'll ask, uh, put it out on our social media, ask people if they have some some questions uh and and maybe we can answer some of those next time yeah no definitely i'm definitely open to that yeah all right great 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 um well sherelle thank you so much for joining us today um we will look forward to seeing you back here again uh, at the end of the next quarter thank you for having me yep i will see you guys in the summer all right
Okay, so that wraps up another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thank you for joining us. Um, as always, if you are interested in being a sponsor for one of our episodes, give me a, a call at 202-808-9050 or shoot me an email, kyle at riamainstreet.org. Um, we would love to have uh, have you as a sponsor. And if you are interested in having your uh, business profiled or coming on and talking about uh, some business related topics. Again, Kyle Todd, 202-808-9050. And as you heard early in the episode, Sherelle has uh, agreed to take some questions about um, business financial matters. So shoot those questions over to us. Uh, We're on social media, RIA Main Street on Facebook and Twitter. We also have RIA Radio on Facebook and Twitter. All right. So thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode and we will talk to you next week.